on the odd occasion that I do spend time on social media, I have noticed, especially on Facebook, so many people starting to reach out and talk about how they feel, which I think is completely necessary. And I think it's great for everybody to see that we're not alone in this world. But at the same time, I find it so sad that I'm seeing this repetitive story of has anybody got any podcasts or anything positive they can suggest because I really want to get rid of these dark thoughts. I really don't want to hear these thoughts anymore. I'm sick of these negative thoughts. So I thought I must do a podcast episode on this because it doesn't have to be that way. And I know because I used to have those thoughts for the first 29 years of my life. Hey, welcome to the Self-Improvement Room. I'm your host, Christy Davis, and this is the 27th visit to the Self-Improvement Room. That is over six months that I've been showing up here and talking with you guys about my self-improvement journey, my self-development learnings and findings. And it's the 27th week that I have shared with you things that have made my life easier, have made my life better and things that you can try to make a difference in your life as well. And today I want to talk about how to stop the dark thoughts and start living and loving yourself. And I want to start with probably what a lot of people will feel is the bad news. And that is to start living and to start loving everyone around you wholeheartedly. You must learn to love yourself. And (laughs) I've got to tell you, I thought I was a genius figuring this out. I really did. I thought every person that I speak to or almost every person that I speak to, the thing that always comes up repetitively that is causing or the underlying cause to most of humanity's struggles is this lack of self-love. So here I was thinking, that's it. That's my idea for my PhD. I'm going to you know, I'm going to write about this and I'm going to study it more because I'm absolutely convinced. And uh, I've had a few of, and I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's amazing, but I've had a few of Brene Brown's books in my library ready to listen to. And they've been there for months and uh, I just haven't gotten around to those ones yet. And I thought the other day, oh, I've got to watch her TED Talk like I know that she talks about shame and vulnerability and I've heard a lot about her but I've never listened. So I put on the TED Talk. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. She's really cool. She's really funny. Then I listened to one of her books and within the first 40 minutes she says, you must learn to love yourself. (laughs) You cannot love anybody else before you love yourself because of blah, 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 blah. And uh, she backs it up with all of her research. And I thought, okay, well, (laughs) 
I feel good. That is what I thought. But of course, I was a bit slow to the uh, to the the goalpost. But in saying that, I did listen to a part of her research that was very very interesting. And again, she just summed my life up. And my husband and I have spoken about this in the past because he sometimes says, you know, Christy, not everybody is like you. Not everybody can just change like you. Mind you, it's like been a 10-year process. It's not like I just woke up changed, but I get what he's saying. But in Brene Brown's research, she interviewed many, many, many people and she said the one thing she found was the people that don't struggle with shame, so they don't feel shame and they don't have a lack of self-love, so they don't struggle with self-love, are the people that chose to have different thoughts each day. They chose to make different decisions each day. And I thought that is easiest way to sum up what I did I made different choices every day from the day I had my complete meltdown and I even said that to myself I said every single day I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow because I was sick to death of being the person that I was I knew that I wasn't reaching my full potential I didn't know that I had ADHD. I've only known that for coming up a year in October. It did obviously have a significant impact. I have done a lot of research on ADHD since and it absolutely has impacted me in the past very negatively and made my self-improvement journey probably a thousand times harder than it would be for a neurotypical person but I didn't give up because it's something that I'm so interested in and that (laughs) I can attribute to being an ADHD trait so you know the uh if I'm looking at it glass half full which is what I do then ADHD is has been since I've been on this personal growth journey it has been a positive thing in my life But I totally get that it is in its own way (laughs) quite a disability. But I think sometimes the disability is, and I don't know if I coined this term, I feel like I did and I wrote it down a long time ago. (laughs) But I think the disability is in the inability to see the ability. So there you go. I've said that out loud. Uh, I probably should trademark it or something. Anyway. The thing is, uh, I see it on Facebook mostly uh, because I just don't spend a lot of time on social media, but so many people are really struggling with their inner thought process and I love that they're reaching out and saying, hey, I want to change this. Um, What can I listen to? You know, what can make a difference? And yes, definitely listening to positive things and being around positive people absolutely makes a difference. But there are six things that I found really, really make a difference and can really change this whole perception of yourself around. And when I say what I'm about to say, I get a lot of pushback from parents. And funnily enough, Brene Brown said the same thing. Uh, But I always say you 
cannot love anyone more than you love yourself. And parents are like, "Uh uh-uh, that is not the case. But how do kids learn? They don't learn by us telling them. They learn by us showing them, by us demonstrating for them. So it's one thing to go in and hug your child and tell them it's okay to you know, be angry at yourself, but you've got to love yourself and you've got to be compassionate and kind and, you know, you're a beautiful person and I love you very, very much. And then they come out and they see you drop something, you know, in the kitchen and you're like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. What are they going to listen to? And I think Brene Brown actually used that as one of her examples, but it's true. What are they going to listen to? What's going to sit with them? What you said or what they see you do? When you take time out for yourself, you're a better person. Self-care makes you a better person. It allows you to come back to your family relaxed, rejuvenated, ready to help them take on their battles because your cup is full. But if you keep running your cup until it is empty, you cannot give from an empty cup. So that's why it's so important to love who you are, to love yourself and I didn't I did not love myself for god first at least 29 years of my life you know what to be honest (laughs) I think I've really only had complete self-love and respect and acceptance for possibly the last two years that's really not a very long time considering I'm almost 39 But what that has done for me and how that has changed my life, how that has changed my interactions with people, how that has changed how people interact with me, how that has changed how calm I feel, how much less stressed I am and how much I can give to my community, to my family, to my friends and how much I want to give to the world is incredible and it was honestly worth the journey. I would much prefer to love who I am then hate myself or not like myself or put myself down every day. And the truth is you have the power to change those thoughts. You can learn to love yourself or love yourself more if you feel like you do love yourself a little already. So the very first thing that you can try or that worked for me so well was getting to know my thoughts. I had to pay attention to what I was thinking because most of the time we are our own worst critics and we don't even realize it. So just start by noticing when you're thinking negatively. It still happens to me. Sometimes I still get out of the driver's seat of my brain and leave it on autopilot and go, whoa, hang on. Why am I thinking that? That's not conducive to the lifestyle that I want to live. You have to pay attention to those thoughts so you know what they are because they'll just happen without you even realizing (laughs) trust me they will just go on all day long and you will just think oh yeah that's just how I am well that's just how I think well that's just how I feel well no that's how you're choosing to feel that's how you're choosing to think we just don't realize that we're the ones with the choice so every time a negative thought pops up you can tell it to take a hike you can stop and go seriously I'm going to challenge this. Is this true? Do I feel like this? And every single time you challenge a thought, you build a new pathway for challenging thoughts. It becomes a habit. 
And that's one thing that I had to really do. I came from a very abusive childhood and I hated myself and I struggled with depression and PTSD and undiagnosed ADHD. So my self-love and self-worth really was barely there. It was only by the grace of my mum who consistently told me that she thought I was the most incredible genius on the planet. I was very lucky for my mum's support. But she honestly believed in me so much that she put that or built that into me at a young age. And so at the back of my mind, I was always like, no, I'm, I'm meant for more than this. I know I'm meant for more. I just couldn't work out how the hell to get there. But it started at these thoughts. Challenge them. Ask yourself, is that really true or is that just me being mean to myself? And then once you start challenging them, replace them with something that makes you feel better. It does not have to be, oh, God damn it, I hate myself, to, oh, I'm amazing. I really freaking love myself. I'm so cool. No. I mean, obviously, you're going to struggle to believe that. So the next step from I hate myself might just be, you know, today I'm doing a good job. Today I'm doing the best I can. And then build that for a while. And then move on. Move up the ladder. The more you do it, the quicker you'll move up the ladder. But you have to get to know those thoughts. And that really comes down to the next thing, which is mindfulness. Now, at the beginning of the year, i got to tell you, I didn't even know what the term woo-woo meant <laughs> until one of my business coaches in the US said it to me. She's like, are you a bit like of the woo? Do you lack the woo? I'm like, what is the woo? I don't know what that is. But apparently, I think it's like a witchy kind of, you know, uh, magical thing. But the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people think that mindfulness is this kind of woo kind of thing, uh, like a superpower. <laughs> um, it kind of is a su- superpower, just not in a magical way. It's um, it's a superpower against your dark thoughts. It's about staying in the moment, watching those thoughts without freaking out about them. And you can start with just really simple meditation. And again, meditation is so underrated. They're doing a lot of studies on it in the, um, in the medical community. And there are so many benefits. It's not about crossing your legs and putting your fingers together and chanting or humming. All it is is about getting back to your breathing and quietening your mind. It's like giving your brain a rest, a bit of a wash. And that rejuvenates you and your brain and it makes you feel better, lighter, happier, more relaxed. Meditation is an unbelievable tool to use in your self-development journey. And that is definitely not something that I would have said when I started my journey really learning to start to pay attention be mindful of your thoughts and trying some meditation to relax those thoughts to calm yourself and your body and your brain will really be beneficial and you don't have to do it right away it can be something that you start a little further on in your journey but paying attention to your thoughts is definitely the first thing the third thing I want to talk about is who you hang out with. And this can be a hard one, especially 
if you are married to somebody that is negative or you're part of a family whose culture is negativity or glass half empty. You have to hang out with the type of person you want to be. You have to hang out with positive people. Your friends and the stuff that you guys do together impact how you feel. Try to surround yourself with the people that make you feel good. The people that make you want to be on top of the world. Do things that make you happy. Whether you want to go out together for a meal, whether you want to go to the theatre, the movie theatre, whether you want to just hang out or go do that paint and sip or whatever you want to do. Positive vibes, a positive environment can really help make a difference on the dark thoughts that you're having. If you're having dark thoughts through the day and you are consistently thinking terribly about yourself and then you go out and hang out with your friends who feel exactly the same, what are you going to talk about? It's definitely not going to be a positive energy field. And that can really impact your overall mental health. So number three, look at who you spend time around. They say you're a combination of the top five people you spend time around. Well, take a look at the top five people you hang around. Maybe outside of your kids. Some people I can hear them saying, oh, the top five people I hang around are my kids. (laughs) But who do you hang out with outside of your children? Because your kids hang around you, so they're looking to you to role model the behaviour that they will adapt. All right, number four, take care of yourself. Self-love means taking care of your body and your mind. Take time for the self-care stuff that makes you feel good. Have a bubble bath if that's your thing. Take a walk out in the environment in nature. They say that's a really great thing, walking outside, if you like that kind of thing. Go and have a massage. Go and stay away for the night. Yes, I know I can hear you. I don't have time for that. What kind of life do you have? I don't have the money. I can guarantee if you give yourself a month to plan just a massage, then you can save the money and you can plan an hour out of your day within the next month. If you cannot give yourself that time, then you will absolutely struggle through life because you can't even find an hour for yourself. Put yourself first so you can help others. It is so important to take care of yourself. You would, If someone was in need and they came to you, you would absolutely be telling them the same thing. And part of self-care is seeking out somebody to talk to if you are feeling this way. If you are having dark thoughts that can be too much to handle alone, it's okay to tell somebody. Talk to somebody. And if that person doesn't listen well enough, talk to somebody else. See a counsellor. See some sort of therapist. Go to your local church if you have one. (laughs) Go and talk to your friends. Talk to your parents. Find someone. There is always going to be someone to listen. Handling those kinds of thoughts on your own consistently will drive you crazy. You need to treat yourself with the same love and care that you would your child, your spouse, your parents, your friends. But I want you to remember that self-love is a journey. It's not a destination. That's probably the biggest thing that I had to learn. I'm like, oh, yes, when I get there, when I get there, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Sure, I'm here and it's awesome, but the journey is what's awesome because I'm at 
a destination. I'm not at the destination. There's no destination for me. My life is a journey. I'm learning more every single day. I count every single small step that I make forward because it impacts my life. It makes it brighter. It makes it more fun. It makes it more pleasant. The next thing I want to say is you really have to learn to not take yourself so seriously. You have to learn to forgive yourself. We're not perfect and that is perfectly fine. You must remember nobody is perfect. Nobody. And if you are trying to get to the level of perfect, you've got a very, very long journey. And I can tell you, you will not meet your destination because there is no such destination. So give yourself a goddamn break. It's okay to be kind to yourself. It is okay to be understanding of yourself. You do not have to be perfect. In fact, you should not be perfect. You should not be aiming for perfect. Perfect is a way of procrastinating. Number five, practice gratitude. They have, or the medical community has proven that practicing gratitude actually changes your brain. Be grateful. Count your blessings. Gratitude is seriously like a magic spell to make all of the negative thoughts disappear. Whenever you think about something you that makes you happy, whenever you think of something that you're grateful for, it's really hard to think or feel negative or mad or upset when you are in that state of gratitude. It can really shift your focus from what is wrong to what is right in your life. That's a pretty strong tool to use to fight negativity. And number six, set some boundaries. You have to set some rules to protect yourself. And I just had this conversation with my daughter last night. She's just learning that she has to put boundaries in place to protect herself, to protect her heart because she's very, very trusting. And that has really made her question whether she wants any friends at all. But as I said to her, you know, no matter what, you can't help being hurt in life. That's part of the journey. You would not know what it feels like to be loved and to be happy if you didn't experience pain and hurt. So to protect yourself a little more, a little better, you need to put boundaries in place. Set rules to protect yourself. If something or someone doesn't make you feel good or they make you feel bad or uncomfortable, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I'm sorry, but I will not stand for that. I'm sorry, but I don't accept that. It's okay to put those boundaries in place. Setting boundaries shows that you respect yourself and your feelings. And that will start to make you feel stronger as a person as well because there's nothing worse than people walking all over you. I see it happen to my mum consistently and it really makes me mad. There's been a couple of times where I've had to go down and get a refund for her for something that she's bought and they have said no. No, I will not give you a refund. My mum says, but, you know, the policy says that you can. And they just say no. I walk down there. I give them the receipt and say I'd like a refund on this. And they say okay. No questions asked. I hold myself differently. I'm not rude. But I'm confident. People judge 
unfortunately, it's just the way our world is. You can try to make the world better, a better place by being non-judgmental <laughs> or at least less judgmental because for people like my mom, that's really hard. It's really hard for her to have people talk to her like that and then see them treat me so differently. And it's hard for me too. That is something that I really take to heart, especially in my work, in my business. I treat everyone the same. I treat everyone with respect, with love, with kindness, empathy, compassion, understanding. Everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your sexuality is. I do not care. I care that you're human. I care that you're an animal. I treat everyone the same. But that's because, firstly, I've gone through this big-ass journey. (laughs) Secondly, I love myself. And thirdly, I've been there. I've been treated that way. I've been judged. I'm sure I am continued to be judged, but I just don't really see it anymore. But my point is, it doesn't feel nice. And you've got to put boundaries in place. So stopping negative thoughts and loving yourself more might sound really hard, but by paying attention to your thoughts, challenging the negative ones and practicing self-love, you can absolutely make your life better. You are deserving of a good life. You are deserving of love. If you are breathing, you are deserving of love. Some people might argue that. But if you're listening to this episode, then I'm telling you that you are deserving of love. So get to know your thoughts. Be more mindful of your thoughts. Hang out with people that you want to be like. Take care of yourself. Have some self-care time. Show gratitude and count your blessings. And set some rules or boundaries They are the six steps that I used to change my life completely. Yeah, sure, there's some other stuff. Like I've done a a real lot of stuff uh, to get to where I am today. But I continue my journey because I want to help other people now. I continue my journey because I still want to be the best version of myself. So when I see these comments on Facebook, when I see people write these things, In one way, I really am glad that people are learning uh, to talk and to share that and we can see that we're not alone. But in another way, it saddens me that we allow our brains to hijack us. We don't realise that we have the power. Anyway, I shall leave that there with you to contemplate this week. I hope you enjoy the rest of the week and until next week, stay safe and stay well.